0: Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. Scripture says, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. It says, None went out and none came in. We're going to stop right there for a moment, but you can leave your Bibles open. We're going to read a little bit more in just a second. But I want to preach on this simple topic this morning, very, very simple topic of keep. Marching. You tell your neighbor right now, just say, keep marching. Let me just encourage somebody today. I know you've been tired. I know you've been weary. Just keep marching. I know you've been praying. I know you've been asking God to touch. But let me just start this sermon off right now with telling you to keep marching. There's a power in your march, there's strength in your march. Amen. I want you to know it. You got to just keep marching. You just got to keep marching keep, keep marching. Lord, we love you again. We thank you, Lord, for your promise. We thank you for your word. I pray you'd bless each and every one that's in this house today. I pray you'd touch each and every one that couldn't be here today. God, I pray you'd give us the courage and the faith to keep on going, keep trusting, and keep believing, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everybody, one more time, say amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. Thank you for reading with me. Let's let the Lord speak to us today. I feel strongly that He desires to, but the fact is that Jericho was a fortified city that few even dared to attack. And was known for its, its walls. And many times we talk about that. We we lean on the walls of Jericho. They were six feet wide, and some debate here on this, but many and most believe they were 12 foot tall. So a six by twelve wall, and that was what was above the surface. Now, obviously, they would have gone below the surface of the earth. And the Lord said unto Joshua chapter uh, 6, verse 2, See, I have given into your hand Jericho. Now, this is before there was a march. Let me just lay the context for a moment. This is before there was a one step around the walls, but the Lord says, See, have given into your hand Jericho. This is the great city Jericho, the great fortified city Jericho. This is the great, uh, we'll pray for many things, but some things seem too great to believe for type of thing. You know what I'm talking about, where you pray for certain things or you pray for certain people, but there's some that just seems to be off limits. We've made them too big in our minds. We've made them too great in our thinking. We've made them too, too great in the way that we would possibly perceive things. But the Bible says the Lord spoke to him and said, I have laid, I given into your hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. That's everything you need to conquer a nation or a city. That's everything you need. You need the things that defend it, which is the wall. Which is also the men of valor and you need the king. You've got the military. You've got the king. You now can overtake the city. So the Lord speaks to him and says that very thing. I'm going to give you this. I've given it to you. And it verse three says, you shall compass the city, all you men of war and go round about the city once. This shall you do six days. Verse 4, in the seventh day you shall come past the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. The wall of the city shall fall down flat. So Joshua gets the priests, the ark, and the trumpets. He gathers all of this together, all the different things that were needed for this Assignment that was laid out by the Lord. They start marching around. Uh, they start marching to Jericho. Forgive me. Then, then, then they begun begin to march around the city. The Bible says they followed the, the the orders of the Lord. They march once a day for six days. Then seven times on the seventh day. In the seventh day, they shouted exactly like the Lord told them to do. Exactly what the Lord spoke to them to do. Exactly how the Lord laid it out. Exactly. What was said, and the Bible says that sure enough, they blew the trumpets, and the wall fell flat. It it did not crumble, but it receded. The earth opened up and took the very thing that was de- that was defending the city that the Lord gave to the man of God and God's people. It took it down, and it was it was it was leveled with the earth. And so, let me just stop and tell you for a moment right now, and help you understand that the miracle was not. In the miracle. I know it sounds a little absurd, but the miracle was not in the miracle, but the miracle was in the marching. The miracle was in the people committing to follow out what seemed absurd to them, to follow out what seemed so far-fetched in their own minds. To follow out when it was difficult, really, the the understanding you and I must have is that God already created a plan. He's already parted the Red Sea. He's already um, sent the plagues, if we can say it that way. He's done all these things that were there that, that they've seen, they've watched. And the question I would have for you and I, and the question that Joshua probably came to grips with, is a little wall that. Big of a deal for God. We oftentimes talk about it as this great wall, this marvelous wall, this wall that was so great. But the fact is, that's in your eyes and in my eyes. The thing that we have to look at and understand is it's not great in God's eyes, it's not great in His sight. Let me give you some of the best advice you'll ever hear. Just keep on marching. Just keep on going. Just keep on putting one foot in front of the other. Just keep on trusting. I know, I know it seems difficult, but keep marching. I know raising a family in today's world is difficult. Keep on marching. I know the job seems difficult. Keep on marching. I know it seems if you're all alone at school, keep on marching. I know you get up and go by yourself to the house of the Lord but just keep on marching and know that the miracle often is not in the miracle but the miracle is often in the fact that you just got up again and you went up again and you trusted again and you followed after Him again. The book of Chronicles are not your the, 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 the reading you'd start on usually in the first of January to begin your whole year reading again. The books are long and they're tedious and they break down lots of people, lots of genealogies and lots of history. There's lots there, but they have an enormous scope spanning from Adam to the Persian Empire. And the Jews simply call it the events of the days. It both repeats and supplements the books of Samuel in Kings, it was written about 400 years before Christ, probably by Ezra. Some suspect they were originally included with the Book of Ezra, but it tells the lives of kings of the nations. We read of the families of the twelve tribes of of Israel, the fall of Saul, and the rise of King David. Stories of the art of the covenant and battles beyond belief. Solomon would take the stage and build an incomparable house of God in this in this book. Then would come the Record of the kings Rehoboam, Abijah, Asa, Jehoshaphat, Jerome, Ahaziah, uh, Athaliah, Joash, and Amaziah, why, uh, with seven of these nine kings living or ending their life in evil, in despair, in a, in a lifestyle that was far from God. But we come to somewhat of a revival when we arrive to chapter 26, as Second Chronicles 26 would tell of the reign of King Uzziah. Something takes a turn. With his dad's death, he took the throne. At 16, we are told much of Uzziah when verse 3 informs us he did that which was right in the sight of God. You see something happened in Uzziah's life that he looked at all that was in front of him and he stopped for a moment and he said, no, I don't want to just follow what was ahead of me but I want to look at the word of God. I want to seek out the scriptures I can find and I want to know what was right in God's sight. What was right in the eyes of God, no doubt. Because of his righteousness, he and Judah were abundantly blessed because of what they did. Verse 6 tells us they prospered in war. They defeated the, the Philistines. Verse 9, prospered in building. They strengthened the walls of Jerusalem. And verse 10 goes on and says they, were, they prospered in the field and in finance. Judah was blessed and fruitful. Why? Let me just stop and tell you right now. When, Brother Brett, you do it God's way, it's always better than your way. Let me tell you how to fix our schools. You want to know how to fix our schools? Bring prayer back to the schoolhouse. I know you say that's crazy. That's wild. No, when you begin to usher in the things of God, you begin to teach things with the principles of the word of the Lord. When you begin to help kids understand there is a right way and a wrong way. When you yourself, you live your life and you say, no, I'm not going to do what feels right. I'm going to do what God's word says is right. You begin to bring in things that you can't help be blessed. But When you live the life that is right in the sight in the eyes of God so in many ways they regained their glory only seen in the days of David and he prospered over a long 52 year reign however we notice a key moment at the end of his reign something shifts 2nd Chronicles 26 and 8 and the Amorites gave gifts to Uzziah and his name spread abroad even to the entering in of Egypt for he strengthened himself exceedingly he began to take these things in the bible talks about how Saul began to assume himself king he made himself a priest Saul began to seek things out himself Uzziah began to believe what they were saying about him he began to understand himself as great. He began, to, he began to posture himself up. And when you do that, you oftentimes lean less on God. And the result of this would be great, 2 Chronicles 26 and 15. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped until he was strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. There was a crack in the proverbial armor that he was carrying. Everything was fine due to his dad's sickness. Jotham would ascend to the throne before Uzziah's death. He would reign for 16 years. He would reign on for 16 years, which which his dad was still living with his dad still involved. Jotham lived a life of integrity and success. He rebuilt portions of the temple and the city wall. He also rebuilt portions of that and withstood an attack from the Ammonites. Yet, in verse 2, we find this explains volumes, volumes of his life. Second uh, Chronicles 27 and verse 2 says, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according, now notice this, to all that his father Uzziah did. So he did everything that was right in the eyes of God according to all that his father did. Howbeit he entered not into the temple of the Lord. Let me help you understand something. He did right, but he didn't go to church. He did right, but he didn't go after God. He did right, but he did not go into the temple. He did right, but he didn't lead his family. He did right, but he didn't make sure some things were important in his life. He did right, he did everything he could to get by. He did everything he could that tradition said. He did everything he could that, that grandma did. We talk about this a lot. But he did everything he could because he fell into the belief system that generations before him had. And let me tell you right now, if you're here because grandma brought you here, but you're not here because you fell in love with Jesus, then it's not good enough. You ought to have something new for yourself. It ought to be for you. It ought to be for you. It ought to be what you found in the word of God. And you say, "God, I want your word for myself sometimes I'll be honest with you I struggle I struggle with some of the things that I do because I don't want to do it just because my papa did it or my grandma did it or my mom and dad did it I'll be honest with you I want to live for God but not just how they did I want to get it for myself I want it for me and you ought to also want it for you you ought to not just come into this house every Sunday and say, well, tell us what we need to have again. No, you ought to come and you ought to come fresh fresh in your study. You ought to come spending your time with the Lord as well. And you ought to be just a place that just gives you an extra shot of energy and direction and vision as a body. We're going here together, but we're going to gather together what we can on our own as individuals as well and trust the word of God. And let me help you understand, there is a voice in your life. There'll be a voice of reason that God has placed in your life and many times when you're in a place of perplexity and you're in a place of not knowing you've got to come to a place where you get a word from your pastor and you get a word from the Lord that you know without a doubt this is for me but let me tell you right now if you're doing this just cause daddy did it then get it for yourself get it for yourself and trust the word of God for you as well thirdly Find the story of Ahaz. He was 20 years old and reigned 16 years like his father. 16 years he reigned. He did not that which was right in the sight of God. Notice something about this. There's always a falling away when there's a falling away. There's always a little bit of a a turning yourself you, 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 you have a distance, and guess what? The next generation is going to have a little more distance. It's just the way it works. It's the way it is. We've seen this in our country. You'll also find it in the church. When you lose the principles, that's why it's got to be fresh for you every time. That's why it's got to be important. My, my, my grandmother used to make these homemade noodles, and this is a dangerous time to talk about food. I know that. I'm gambling here big time. It's 11.32 some of you are already thinking, well, he's not far from winding down probably. I'm, I'm probably not far from winding down, but we're not done yet, okay? So just before you start thinking about those fresh noodles I'm going to talk, talk to you about. <laughs> My grandma always made them. Now guess what? My mom always makes them. And I realized, I looked around the room and realized, Rich ain't going to ever learn how to do anything like that. Mark was too busy in the woods. So somebody's got to learn how to make some noodles around here. <laughs> Somebody. So guess what? I started calling my mom. Mom, tell me how to do it. We were up in Northwest Arkansas, and and, and, and I had to figure it out. We were craving them one night, and, and I just had to learn it. So I started figuring it out. I figured I tweaked it here and there, and I, I got it figured out. Guess what? I'm telling you right now, we, we figured it out. In this past week, my kids looked at me and said, now, I know we're not at, at – At Nana's, but we're we're having noodles, right? now. I said, of course we're having noodles. It's Thanksgiving. So I made, I'll tell you right now. Let me just tell you right now. It was the best batch I've ever. But if grandma doesn't tell Nana and Nana doesn't tell one of the kids, guess who's right now learning as well? There's one child in my family that really wants to know and always helps me. And Indy, every time I start making those noodles, Indy gets in there and starts rolling them out homemade noodles, flour, a little bit of salt, some eggs, a little bit of water, just getting it all nice and ready to go. When it's just right, you know it's right, and Indy's in there. And then he wants to cut them out with me, and we fold them over. we finally figuring out how to do that. We fold them over. We cut them just right. I'm telling you right now, the broth was perfect it was so good everything was great but guess what he cannot just do it cuz i did it there's got to be a point in your life where you show somebody else and then you have a desire and a hunger for it for your for yourself cuz guess what grandma's gone and there's got to be somebody who knows how to do it for yourself there's got we can't have grandma's church we can't have grandpa's church we got to have our church we got to have the church for today we got to have church for now we got kids in this place that need a church for now. We got young people who need a church for now. We've got marriages who need a church for now. It's got to be now church. It's got to be for what we have to have right now. There's a a falling away if there's not a clinging to. There's a falling away if it's not fresh in your life. There's a falling away if you don't make up in your mind what you're going to have. So there's always got to be a Hezekiah. There's got to be a Hezekiah unlike some of his predecessors and successors. Hezekiah did not come to the kingdom as a boy. Rather, he came as a man. He came to the throne at 25. Uzziah and Ahaz were 16. Manasseh was 12. Josiah and Jehoiachin were 8. Rather mature and measured, Hezekiah would look around and he would come capably to the crown. In verse 2, Hezekiah is given the greatest compliment you could give. In verse 2, he gives us this understanding, this great understanding. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that David, his father, had done. His great-grandfather Uzziah did right. But was only compared to his dad. His grandfather Jotham did right, but was only compared to his dad. But Hezekiah did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that David, his father, had done. Why was Hezekiah different? How did he, in the middle of all the mess, a generation that was far from God, have this success? How did he, in the midst of all the questions, in the midst of a crazy world, in the midst of this and that, and we could go on and on and talk about the confusion of our society, how our society has walked far from God, how do we a church like Hezekiah keep on going. I'll tell you how. In the first year, the first month he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and he repaired them. He, he understood that God's house must be first. He had the Levites come in and he said sanctify yourselves and carry out the filthiness. He said to them sanctify your lives to be set apart. you got to be consecrated for God. you got to know that yes you are important in this life but you're important first to the things of God you've got to be consecrated to him so he knew God's house must be first and you've got to be sanctified you've got to be consecrated you've got to get rid of filthiness you've got to get rid of the impurities you've got to get rid of the idolatry Hezekiah be- began to bring back the things of God into his house that wasn't enough I wasn't enough. Hezekiah said, it is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord. And so he didn't stop where he was stopped at. He didn't stop where it was. He didn't stop in that place. He didn't quit right there. No, he went farther. He understood that we've got to make sure that everything's in order and everything's in line. He goes a little farther and he says, you've got to make a commitment to God. So he went to the house of God, made a sacrifice for a sin offering and right then and there, things begin to change. Why? Because he began to worship. He didn't look around and say, things are so bad. I give up. He didn't look around and say, the wall is too tall. If I can talk about Joshua's day. No, he didn't do that. Rather he looked at all that there was and realized if anything's going to change then I've got to worship and bring his presence back to it let me tell you real fast before you complain you better worship before you criticize you better worship before you say it's not my way you better worship your way and in order for the things of God to truly change what you're living in he's got to be invited in Psalm 37 Brett, Psalm, Psalm thirty-seven, five says, "Commit thy way unto the Lord." You mentioned this scripture this morning. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. We spoke about it this morning. Let me speak about it again. You got to get committed. You got to get committed. You got to mark. Get that ball in front of you, Mark, right there. There's a ball in front of you by my mom, right there. I, I, I knew. Anything. Throw that to me real fast. Don't let me do oh, oh, oh. You whipped it up there, Mark. You used a good throw. Let me tell you. This worked out. Let me tell you right now. When I'm, when I'm helping my kids, I tell them you got to commit to the throw. Noah, if you're not sure about it, if you're not sure about it, what's going to happen? You're going to throw it, and it's not going to make it there, Right? Go ahead, you can get ready. If, if I'm not there, you gotta commit to the throw. You gotta make your mind up. You gotta make your mind up right now that I'm gonna commit to what's in front of me. The problem is, you, you get caught up sometimes in insecurity. You don't know exactly what to do, you don't know where it's gonna go, but here's the only way to know where it's gonna go is if you commit. To the throne. If you make up in your mind, I'm gonna keep on marching. If you make up in your mind that I know, I know God has a way for me. But when you don't see it, just know one thing know one thing. He already has a plan for the wall to fall, He already has a plan for things to change, He already has a plan for something to happen. But the miracle's not the miracle. The miracle's in me when I'm weary and tired. I've been ordered not to talk. I've been ordered not to say a word. I can't even look and say, man, what's happening? are we going to see anything? Has the wall fallen at all? No, he said, don't say a word. Don't say a word. Seven times around on the seventh day. And they walk 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 and they walk. walk. The miracle was in the marching. The miracle was in the people staying faithful enough to keep on going. The miracle was in those that said, although there's questions about the plan of God in my life, I'm still getting up. The miracle, Mom, is the fact that you still get up and and you still get those kids dressed and you still go into the place where you know you can find a little time with the Lord. The miracle is oftentimes in your own desire to keep on going. Last week we had a surprise at 8 a.m. When I'm sitting on Michelle's lap asleep a few in the back. We had a surprise they thought church started at 8. The kids that were here at 8 a.m. missed the bus they thought so guess what they did obviously we didn't want them to do this so much it was just a misunderstanding but they walked across from the apartments over there walked across the bridge they were here at eight I wasn't here yet many times I used my barn as an office so I I go back I get ready there and then I come and show up I wasn't here yet they were here my father was here praise singers were getting their things together Let me tell you right now i saw that as a miracle last week the bus is gone well let's go back in and watch cartoons no they said all i know is that if the bus is gone the problem for some of you is if it's not your way and the bus isn't there on time then you can't worship but i'll take the faith of a child i'll take the faith of a little kid that says if the bus is gone i'm going to walk to the house of the lord let me tell you the revival that's going to happen in this church is going to be from those that say i'm going to keep on marching i'm going to keep on going i'm going to keep remaining faithful to the things of god Here, let me help you understand this real fast and I'm coming to a close. The French invasion of Russia in 1812 was a turning point for Napoleon's wars. The campaign reduced the French and allied invasion forces to a tiny fraction of their initial strength. Napoleon's army marching into the teeth of Russia's winter. The men came in. They weren't used to this type of weather. They had marched, worked, and fought due to the demands of the battle. They were so tired the weather showed no mercy it didn't let up let me tell you right now there's some families in this place that you'll understand with me when it rains it pours I know there's some in this house right now that you would say that's me I feel like it never lets up it never stops. When you turn around, there's more news. You feel as every time you lift your hands, you got to dust some things off. You feel tired. You feel weary. The wind blows with amazing force on this on Napoleon's men. The snow fell heavy, and often the temperatures dropped below zero. The men were ordered not to rest, but to march on. Why would they be told to march on? They were told to keep on going. They were so cold. They begged their captain to allow them to stop because they needed rest in their weariness, They were longing for sleep. They were longing for a moment to recoup. But let me help you understand that many times when your body reaches a certain temperature, your all, your all your extremities will find themselves colder because the blood now goes to its main area of safety. That's why your fingers and toes feel like they do when it's cold. It's because the blood has gone to, re- to reach down and warm that which is critical for life. And he said, no, tell them to keep on going but we're tired tell them to keep on going tell them to keep on going they said let us sleep and let us sleep but the captain sent his men around to wake them up he said don't let them rest get them up why? because if they sleep they'll die if they rest they'll die if they rest they're going to freeze the captain knew that continuing the keeping them going was a matter of life or death let me tell you right now if you stop you're not going to make it if you quit you're not going to make it. If you throw in the towel, it's not going to happen. But let me help you understand, if you keep marching, if you keep going, it's going to work out for your good. Let me tell you right now, keep marching. Let me encourage you right now to keep marching. Let me speak to your mom, keep marching. Let me speak to your dad, keep marching. I know it's tough, but keep marching. I know the rain's falling, but keep marching. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. going. I gotta commit to it, I gotta commit to it. My mind's made up, my heart's made up. I love my dad. I love my grandpa, but I ask that when it's all written and done about me, I I hope that they don't say Paul did what what was right in the eyes of his dad. I hope, I hope you know I I, I love my dad. I love my dad. I love my father. I believe there's not a better man than God. I believe he's a man that has paved a way that we are going to walk on and see victory. We're gonna see so many things happen, but when it's all said and done, I'm not a man after my dad's own heart. But when it's told, when it's written about me, I hope they say, he did everything that was right in the eyes of the Lord. I believe he, the Lord can say something greater about me than just a cultural uh, uh, applause. No, I want the Lord to say and he did everything. Kyle, he did everything that was right in the eyes of God. I want oh and God, let God say "You, what you did was good. Let God shine upon those very things. Let God, Keisha, listen to me right now. Do everything that is right in the eyes of God. I believe God's going to do a miracle when we begin to say, I'm marching. Because my mind's made up. My mind's made up. My mind's made up. I got to commit to it. And I got to trust to the Word of God in my life. But here's the miracle on that seventh time when they walked around the wall. Sometimes it takes a while. Hear me right now. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes there's a long first day. Sometimes there's a long fourth day. Sometimes there's a long tiring sixth day where it seems as if you cannot make it around, but you just keep on going. You keep on going. Why did he keep them quiet? He kept them quiet because even then they had Facebook even then they had a quiet little text message group even then they had even people kind of know when they stayed quiet they kept the critics quiet and guess what no one wants to be a critic by themselves maybe this wall is not going to fall maybe we should just give up we should do something else no but when you're by yourself and you ain't got to listen to the critics you ain't got to listen to that stinky, stinky talk. He knows I love him. But when you're by yourself, you think, well, I'm not going to be the only one standing over there when the fall, wall falls here. Let me tell you something real fast. If you look around, you'll see there's some walls that have been falling. If you look around, you'll see some lives are changing. So let me help you understand. There comes a miracle when the people keep on walking and keep on trusting. God. All of a sudden they look up and that seventh time around they look up and that wall begins to shake. Why was the wall shaking? Because the thing that held the wall up began to shake below it and began to spread apart and that wall fell into the earth. And Guess what? They didn't have to fight the men of valor. They didn't have to overtake the king. Why? Because the Lord had already made a way all you've got to worry about today is the march that's all you got to worry about get your keep on get your eyes off the king and get your eyes off the wall just keep on to march i'm going to keep going i'm going to stay faithful sean keep marching cr's working cr's working. pastor austin you keep marching you're already making a difference sister emily keep going april keep going just keep on going it's making a difference it's happening it's happening don't give up In jesus name. we're about to see and we're about to have a baptism I'm going to ask you right now, that before we do anything else, I'm going to ask you right now, if you have come in this place and you feel tired and you feel weary, you've been praying for something and you're believing God's still able, I'm going to ask you to step out boldly from where you are today. Step out boldly and say, God, I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep trusting you and I'm going to keep believing your word. I know God is able to change whatever the situation may be. are open right now. This is how I find my